Hey everybody, you're listening to Who Run The Time, a subset or a spin-off of Who Run The World, a podcast about female leadership, but Who Run The Time, back when we were in lockdown, was about all the different things we do to kind of run the time or allow the time to pass. Uh, while we're in lockdown, we did it about the games we played, the things we're learning. But hey, what's your name? My, oh, right. You're right. I didn't introduce myself because I'm so hyped on time that I forgot to introduce myself and yourself. So you're listening to your hosts, your fabulous hosts, Marilyn and myself, what's Rhea. Your, what's your self-name? Rhea. Amazing. And Rhea was like so wrapped up in introducing the topic of who run the time. So we're going to go back to that. Rhea, what is the topic of today? So today, the reason why we're going to talk about this. So you're actually getting on a plane for the first time in a very long time. I know, I'm really stressed out about it. And so to kind of make you feel a little better, we're going to talk about how we run the time at the airport. A little more better. A little more better. You know, I used to love being in the airport. Oh, me too. There's like a whole... And there's this thing about airports. I'm going to take a little moment to take say moment. this. Airports and planes, for me, were it felt like whenever I walked into an airport, is that I was walking into a moment in time where things got frozen. And I only had to look after myself and this moment. Yes. And also, airports bring this promise of the person that you are on the other side of the plane. Yes. Kind of magical almost. Yeah. You're stepping into this tube and then it closes and then it opens again and you're in a completely different place. And you're a slightly different person. But also it's that, you know how now there's Wi-Fi on planes? Yeah, I hate that. I never connect. No, me neither. Because for me, it's the one time, whether it's a four-hour flight, eight-hour, two-hour, whatever, where no one can reach you. Yes. You're not I on your phone. That. You're not checking messages. You can just be. Be. I agree. And you don't know anyone. No one knows you. It's beautiful. So basically, to kind of get you back in the mood to get excited about that, <laughs> Yeah. I wanted to ask you, what are your airport rituals? What is your... First of all, we all know that calories don't count in travel. Totally. All right. So whenever possible, I actually like to get to the airport a little bit early. Like, and I, I'm not insane. I don't get there four hours before my plane, but a good two and a half hours is good. Because then you can like check in, be cute, don't get upset about anything. And then try to find the one decent restaurant in the airport. You know, like in Lebanon, it's salt. Love salt. Right? I love sitting what there. What do you get there? It depends on the time of the day, but usually a Lebanese sandwich. Ooh. For some reason, every time I fly out of Lebanon, my flights are super early. So I always get a coffee mm -hmm. and oatmeal. <laughs> it's specific. It's very specific. And water. And then when I'm done with that, go down, walk through the duty-free, check out Virgin, the bookstore, and then go to the gate, but go to Cafe Matik, even though they're super yes, expensive. Yes, me too. What do you buy there? I bet a huge water. I buy Iran. Really? Iran is my thing what at is the Iran? airport. Iran is like, um, it's like a liquefied yogurt that's relatively acidic and salty. I never liked it. I love Iran. But I love Iran before getting on a plane. The same reason I love tomato juice on a plane. Tell me more. You know, there's this thing about like they say you, the reason you drink tomato juice or whatever is because when you're in altitude, your taste buds are different. You don't taste things the same way. And so the iran, the tomato juice, like this overly like strong taste of stuff is something that I associate with traveling. I 
never thought about it that way so interesting but it's also maybe this is maybe too deep for this episode but like is it like when you leave lebanon you get Aidan, which doesn't really exist in other places it's like peace lebanon taste yeah no that i mean actually i was gonna say that so like if i'm in the u.s or the or canada and i'm getting on a plane i always buy like these this really shitty candy that like only the north americans have right like super fluorescent shit and then if i'm in paris it's always like oh i will have one more croissant before i get on a plane and a petit cafe you know yeah and there's definitely the sense of like this is the last opportunity you have to say goodbye to whatever you're taste. leaving behind yeah. and to like cake, have one last intense moment with yeah. that culture before you get on a plane and become somebody else. The other thing I always do and it's really not funny and it upsets me about myself is I buy magazines and I'm like, Oof. oh my God, Wired, Harvard Business, whatever. Smarty you know. pants. And then I get on a plane and I have every intention in the world to read them and, and then, then I don't. You fall asleep? I fall asleep. I end up watching something. I listen to a podcast and then I land wherever I'm going and I have these three like heavy magazines and I haven't read them. And they're around for forever. Exactly. And then a I reminder never, of your past life. And I never read them. What I would like to compare and contrast and also touch base on. So we talked about the Lebanon airport, mm-hmm. which is has its own specific experience. And, you know, I've been lucky enough to be in different airports and travel a lot. But like the US, for example, you mentioned the candies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you're flying in the US, there's no food on the plane. It's so true. It's so upsetting. It's really upsetting. And as we said, calories don't count when you travel. So I would get so nervous that I would get hungry or would need a snack or would want water. Mm. So what I would always do is, first of all, go to the Hudson bookstore and check out the books and probably buy a book that is probably still on my shelf that I haven't read. And it's always these like gripping novels that like I've never wanted to read. The shitty bestsellers. Yeah. Like except for Gone Girl. I read Gone Girl, which was amazing. But other than that, never read anything because I just felt like, oh, yeah, I'm going to read this. While I had already (laughs) downloaded on my Netflix like 40 shows, which I I end up watching just because I get so scared for food and entertainment. And so that's one. And then I go to the to the like, I would like to call it the airport supermarket. I hear you. What is that called? It's that place that sells like magazines and food like, and like snacks. Right. And like and I spend literally no joke 20 minutes thinking about what snacks I want. Mm-hmm. And I get a bunch and then I would have eaten half of them before getting on the plane. Yeah, another sin of mine is I always decide you know like 10 minutes before the check-in closes that I need coffee. And then I go buy the coffee and I pray to God because depending on the airlines they will or won't let you take hot coffee wow, onto I the plane. Yeah, some airlines just like won't let you. And so that I get my coffee and I go to the gate. And I'm like, please let me take my coffee on board. You know what I never get? Like I would ne- I never want to go shopping in, in airports. Like I know a lot of people will go shopping. Except one place. Where? In the Lebanese airport. There's a section for Lebanese designers. Okay. Like, you know, Vanina, whatever. Hey, it's It feels like it's my last moment to like take a piece of Lebanon with me. That's nice. But no other airport makes me want to shop. I also actually hate traveling with other people who shop no just in general because everyone has their airport ritual Mm. so when you're with someone else and they don't have a compatible airport ritual to yours messes it up for you i find it so frustrating because i realize how much it's like we talked about self-care in another episode but it's about that moment of just like you just be by yourself and you do whatever the hell you want without having to answer to anyone speaking of like the fundamental travel rift Aisle or window? Great question. This is why we're amazing travel buddies. 
Because you're an... I'm an aisle through and through. And I'm totes a window. All right. Explain. Number one reason why I like aisle is because I feel like I can get up and walk around whenever I want and don't have to get the person next to me to get up. So I feel like it's an easy getaway. I can see everything that's happening. I'm a nervous flyer, so I need to understand everything that's happening. I like seeing what other people are doing just to like kind of be vigilant. So that's number one. Number two, I always stick my feet out. <laughs> so like it gives me a bit more room for my feet. Also, I never find it comfortable to put my head... Like it gives me um, neck pain when I put my head against the, the window. Also, I have a fear of, of heights. So I don't want to look at the window and see where I am. Um, and also, yeah, whenever I want to pee, I just get up. Got it. See, I'm the kind of person who like falls asleep before the airplane takes off and kind of just wakes up when it's landed in that sense i like the window seat for multiple reasons one is nobody wakes me up to go to the bathroom there you go um because i don't wake up like the whole flight second of all i can sleep on the window which is fucking amazing and i control whether light comes in or comes out or doesn't because you know what's more annoying is you're sleeping and then the person sitting next to you who has the window opens the window Who's that? and then the light is in your face i don't really sleep on planes like i will sleep for like maybe an hour or two but yeah, no i can no. sleep nine hours straight. so i just need to be aware of everything that's going on and i don't mind someone waking me up and for them to go to the I bathroom hate it. i really don't i don't like waking other people up and i just yeah well there you go so i'm a window you're an aisle well, well when we were in perfect. london the whole train rides it was perfect everyone was information right away which is great so Rhea, one last question for you hit me what's your favorite airport <laughs> I'm not going to say Beirut because it's just like it's a... It's shit. It's what are you sh- talking about? It's a shit about? airport, but there's like a sentimental... No, no we're not. Because I got that airport down. Beirut can't. It's not. Um, I like Sidiji. <gasps> Me too! <laughs> no one else likes it. I love Sidiji. I love Sidiji. I don't Sidiji. understand people get upset about Sidiji. They're like, oh, it's such a big airport. It's so so, so, I'm like, no, it's actually... Re- it's so amazing. So for people, Sidiji is Charles de Gaulle yes. Airport in Paris. But which... The terminal, E, E is the best one. Yes. yes. It's an amazing terminal. There's a great little cafes where you can have... It's amazing. I sometimes sit at the Starbucks. It's beautiful. It's pretty. It's all glass. It's clean. There's different places you can sit. So if you have a very long layover, you have different areas you can like hang out in. Um, Oh my God. The Air France Lounge is is out of this world. It's beautiful. There's a cafe next to the gates. So even if you're like walking there and you're like, oh, I need to go near the gates. You don't have to sit at the gates. I hate sitting at the gate. Me too. I totally like i think i only get to the gate when i need to board exactly the food is pretty decent the food there's food options and i think it's also very i'm just very familiar with it like i've traveled through it so many times totally with you there yeah and i've done all the terminals least favorite okay aside from beirut also it's like favorite and least favorite <laughs> um fucking hate jfk yes it's such a shithole even atlanta by the way is a shithole Actually, I liked Atlanta. I yeah. was there in December. It's so big. You walk for like hours. Yes, you walk a lot. But also while you're walking, there's a lot of shit. Like there's a lot of things to end. Like, Fine. But it's and I always think because because I've always traveled from North America to, to Lebanon, like I'm always very aware of um, layovers. Mm. Like that's always been a part of my travel experience. The layover in Atlanta is not that bad. But JFK has a shitty, yeah. like JFK the terminal so for Air France is shitty, 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 shitty. It's really bad. Like there's nothing there. Like Oops. you have one Hudson Books where you can get a snack. 
and then you're like oh i'm hungry there's nothing there and it just makes you feel Ugh. i mean honestly it feels like 1972 i like dulles in washington i haven't been and i like lax i like uh, uh rome the rome airport is nice too i it's feel like right. such a douche first we world problems yeah wallah, wallah, first world problems it's all right we can dream about our first world yeah. airport problems also you're gonna when you come back because i haven't traveled so when you come back you'll let us know and then maybe you can assuage my fears of traveling these days because now it's like double trouble for razy because i'm scared of not only heights but also of the virus yeah me too honestly but this is making me miss airports so hopefully i will have a better yeah, and you know how everyone ever since i was younger this is a final note i will say whenever i would like go on a trip i would always look forward to the traveling part mm. i know a lot of people don't like the traveling part but i would always feel giddy and also when you're when you're going somewhere there's that maybe this is like me being super corny as i am but there's that promise of of something new about to happen whether you're coming back or going or whatever it's just like a <gasps> yeah definitely there's excitement this is the first time i'm not excited about traveling but i'm getting there and we'll have a special episode when you're back and you'll tell us how that was deal all right well thank you for taking the time to talk to me oh crazy thanks everybody for listening to us muse about airports and travel and you know hopefully we've brought back some memories for you about your favorite airport habits um hopefully we'll all be able to travel i can't wait to in a normal be fashion. able to travel normally in the meantime we hope you really enjoyed this installment of who run the time a series from who run the world i'm your co-host marilyn together with my beautiful amazing wonderful co-host rea razy reos depends on the day please follow us on um who run the world pod on instagram if you'd like to email us you can email us to say hi at who run the world podcast.com please subscribe please leave us a rating give us a thumbs up if you think you've enjoyed this episode and help our podcast travel to the ears of other people Rhea loves a good ending that's linked to the topic so good for you Rhea. I just like imagine myself as one day like Brene Brown with like quote cards everywhere mm. <laughs> yeah daydream daydream